This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today as we settle down with the one and only miss sarah frazier uh, hi david yontip oh my god best intro in all of podcasting my love how oh are you god. good i saw you got i responded to your negative review over the weekend i've we, we both get our negative reviews like do you find them as funny as me? I find them hysterical. I find them hysterical. I love, I'm actually a little bit addicted to the one-star reviews. And so over the weekend, I did an Instagram reel reading my one-star reviews and I found them fucking hilarious. And people were just like, her mouth is trash. And of course, like I had cursed two seconds like before that. And then it was just like, she doesn't do any research, steals stories from other people. It's like, and I think what they're referring to is how, like, we put out our podcasts at different times, but sometimes simultaneously. Anyway, it I, I find them hysterical, and I loved that you chimed in. The fact that we both record one podcast and put it out on two feeds is not, like, scandal. It's called Brilliant. I don't know why other podcasters don't do this. It's like... Yeah. People are have grew up with the Sarah Fraser show and listen, and people grew up with the David Yontov show. If there's crossover, I mean, we're talking about the same shit, right? Talking about the same shit. Oh my God, you're so right. And like I've always said on the show, you make me a better business person. Oh I my give gosh. You, you know, the famous sayings of it's not show friends, it's show business, baby. Well, yours you know? was just like pointing out someone who like, 
posted the same thing twice. Mine, I got two because how dare you and I talk about bullying and what these people did to Sutton. And in the same episode, I talk about Melon Ball. And that is rude. Oh, well, people don't realize I don't give a crap about Teddy. It's a joke, people. It's become my thing. And David, like you are- Nor do I give a fuck about a one-star review, FYI. I know. And what's what I think is really brilliant about you and what I love is like you don't take any of it personally. Like if Teddy called you, you up. And, no. And if Teddy called you up and wanted to be on your show or whatever, I mean, you would probably have Melon Ball on your show and you would like say to her face everything that we say on the show. You would do it in a very polite, respectful way. But hello. I mean. Uh, there's a line of bullying, but also these people put themselves on television and want to be famous. You all know this, right? Like they want all the discussion. Like we're doing everybody a favor here. I mean, and by the way, if Melon Ball came on my show, then I would love her. Probably never say anything bad about her again for the rest of my life. That's how it works. No, I'm telling you one-on-one, I like fall in love with everybody. And then I'm like, I love you now. So yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Um, Couldn't agree with you more. So there. What was I going to say? Um, so, okay. So where are we with everything? Where do you want to begin? We have a lot of things to get to. We're looking at the notes. I saw your notes. Where would you like to start? Honestly? Well, I don't want to toot my own horn, but, but, I do feel I'm justified a little in my defense of Erica Jane because EJ had a very huge week, very, very big week. Um, EJ may have lucked out. Like, I feel like the tides have turned for Erica Jane so much. Big article in the LA Times. You know, and I I guess you talk about the minute you meet somebody one-on-one, how different it is. But, oh my God, did I not fall and have the wool pulled over my eyes thinking how wonderful Tom Girardi was? I mean, what a crook. What an absolute shyster and crook this man was. I mean, this article in the LA Times goes into great details. First of all, he was having an affair with a, a judge from 2012 until twenty. Bigelow. Trisha Bigelow here in Los Angeles. Bigelow was engaged to a fire captain at the time who said uh, he thought it was suspect that she bought basically a one bedroom, almost million dollar apartment right on the beach, practically in Santa Monica. Like shortly after she closes, she gets a $300,000 wire fraud from Tom Girardi's law firm. So for makeovers and all this, and this was going to kind of be a weekend getaway. And, you know, Tom had bought her a diamond rings and all this stuff. I mean, and the extent of Tom's deceit in these articles, I mean, settling lawsuits of $31 million and then writing the the people that had won, you know, his clients. Well, there's, you know, this law statute and and I mean, going to great detail to make up why they couldn't receive the money, right? So he'd, and it was a Ponzi scheme. He'd pay them $10,000 and then they wouldn't hear anything for a year. And he'd say, well, it's tied up in legal fees. And of course, to most of us, like you're an attorney, you know, but to most of us, we would, we would trust our attorney. Wow. Well, I don't know why. I I honestly don't know why. (laughs) I mean, really like. And why would you trust your attorney? I would trust you when I hired you. I would trust you when you said, you know, the bill is due you know, this is your bill for the month. These are the hours. I mean, of course, 
if I feel you work nine hours and I was billed for 90, but everything, I wouldn't micromanage it. The minute the lawsuit was over and there was a judgment, I mean, uh, you know, you would have 60 days, 90 maybe, but then I would go out and get it. The minute it was something else, I would hire a lawyer. Yeah, like, where's my fucking money? I get it. I'm not, I mean, I get it. Like, this is how the man did it, right? You know, oh, the, the, the almighty awful. God is saying, wait, and this is how we have victims from this, this all, it's crazy. Oh my God, so many. But Erica ends up lucking out this. So, and, and first of all, okay, to, to conclude that story, right? Goes into much more detail about their affair that they were having. This um, judge has returned all the gifts that Girardi has given her. And I can't even recall, I'm sure the apartment was either sold after or has been returned or something like that. Um, but on top of that, basically one of the numerous lawsuits that um, Erica is facing, a judge this week essentially said, Erica Jane, there is absolutely no proof that Erica Jane had any knowledge of this Ponzi scheme or what Tom Girardi was doing with um, Girardi Keese's mismanagement of funds. That's pretty big that that's been ruled. So now she's asking, including Nicholas Cage's ex, who was an actress who was involved in a car crash, one of Nicholas Cage's ex-girlfriends, she had hired Tom Girardi years ago to settle a very serious car crash. She got a $900,000 settlement. Same deal. Tom used all this legal jargon and said, well, here's 5000 then over the course of the next 12 or 13 months, she received like 178,000 of the of the 900. And maybe she was supposed to pay him 200,000, let's say, out of that, right? So she was still supposed to receive $700,000. That's all she ever received. She's going after Erica. And now Erica is saying, look, there's no proof that I had anything to do with any of the mismanagement that happened at Girardi Keys. Dismiss Nicolas Cage's ex-girlfriend's lawsuit now. I mean, this could be a big game changer for EJ. Okay. Thoughts? Thoughts? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you, where do you want to start? Well, listen, I don't despise Erica as much as everybody listening. I don't love her as much as Sarah Fraser. Now, you know, slow, I do. first of all, slow your roll on a couple of things here. Okay. Um, the LA Times, first of all, they love a scandal. Let's not forget they're the same ones that wrote about the takedown of Randall Emmett. Great, let's read it. I mean, I'm not saying these are bad articles, right? Yes, they did write about like the takedown of Tom Girardi. And here's the thing. Um, it did come out that he gave $300,000 to Trisha Bigelow. It, listen, this ruling in favor of Erica Jane was two lawyers from Girardi Keith that were suing her. You know, they don't have the money either. Tom screwed his own partner. So they're saying like, if Tom got the money and gave it to Erica and Erica knew we want it because it's, it's ours. It's ours. We were at the partners. So, you know, this came out in Erica's favor. I am, is this a bad thing for her? Absolutely not. It's certainly not bad. Could this now be used? I mean, her lawyer is saying, you know, this is the first time it is, it's, you know, they've said this and that. And so it's, it's not bad for Erica. Absolutely. But let's not minimize that there are many, many, many other lawsuits against Erica Jane and mm -hmm. that there is, this was the civil lawsuit, I believe, or criminal, what one of these by the same two people still stand. So it's only the civil or the criminal. I forgot one of them. I think it's civil is taken away. And the other one by these same two people is still there. Oh no, excuse me. 
It's not civil or criminal. It's this, this lawsuit by these two people against Erica Jane is, yes, this is a victory. They still have a lawsuit, these two partners, against EJ Global. So, which she still, if the, the money is in EJ Global and this and that could all go back. So listen, it's not bad for Erica, this win, but I know you're such an Erica Santa. Just put away the, put, put away the champagne. I mean, A, the two people are still suing EJ Global, which is her company, which she signed off on. And there's a thousand gazillion other lawsuits that uh, I personally do not think Erica will have any, just my opinion, any criminal charges ever against her. I think that is a non, I don't think that's ever coming, honestly. So everyone out there, again, you know, I'm always like, take your emotions out of it. I know you hate her. I personally don't think they're ever going to be able to criminally come after her, you know, and prove anything. I don't, but let's put that aside. I mean, financially, if we're talking unpaid taxes, I mean, if you declare bankruptcy, you know, things are then extinguished, but things are, there are certain things that are, do not go into bankruptcy court and taxes is one of them. So if you are in, you know, go $10 million and you declare bankruptcy and $8 million goes away because it's all extinguishable, the IRS doesn't, that, that is kept out of bankruptcy court. So, you know, and there's rumors of unpaid taxes. So the bottom line is, I don't think, I think Erica personally will always be a free woman. That's my honest opinion as a lawyer. I think that, these legal fees, I mean, every day. So she has oh, a win. it's brutal. I mean, it's brutal. Yeah. She has to have these working to pay for this, these yeah. lawsuits, and they don't seem to be stopping. And they're not over. And even if they eventually do stop, that's not going to be anytime soon. And there are things that will not go away. So buddy up to Diana Jenkins, because that, you know, could could someone step in? Could someone step in and say, we're going to assist you and we're going to pay these things? Absolutely. I mean, uh, but there are charges. So I think just financially, she's oh, it's screwed. Devastating. And I'm yeah. not saying anyone should feel bad for her when there's victims. I'm just saying, so look, this is a win for her. I just think it's not really I mean, she still works at for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Evolution and, you know, then or whatever the production company is and then turns the money over. Like she's still in a lot of debt. And I don't see all that going away. Even if you declare bankruptcy, I do think criminally, not even because of this case, I just think criminally, I don't see Erica going away or anything. It's so important to prioritize your mental health and wellness every day. I speak from experience when I say when you work on yourself, you start to see and feel positive changes in all areas of your life. Therapy has really given me the tools to deal with challenges as they arise. It's helped strengthen my relationships. For my therapy, I've turned to Talkspace. Getting started is the most important part. And listen, I mean, we all say it. I'm going to wait till something goes wrong to get started. Wrong. Start now. Start today. Talkspace has helped me so much. They're the number one online therapy platform. They have thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, anxiety, depression, relief relationships, and on and on and on. And you all know I'm in the Hamptons for the summer, so what I love about it is it's mental health care that meets your needs wherever you are. As a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use code VELVET to get $100 off your first month just for behind the velvet rope listeners that's velvet and talkspace.com i don't know if you guys know this about me but i have suffered from eczema for pretty much my whole life now i don't know if it's the change in weather from hot to a little bit colder this week but my eczema is starting to act up worse than it has in months 
I've tried a lot of products in the past and I've grown frustrated because nothing has really worked long term. Gladskin for me was a game changer. Gladskin is a new category of skin treatment that's made for people of all ages with eczema, acne, rosacea. The reason Gladskin is different is because they used a science-based approach. Gladskin specifically works to target the imbalance in your skin's good and bad bacteria. They use a microbalance. That's right, a microbalance. And that helps restore the balance of the good and bad bacteria. Also for me, other products I've used in the past have been harsh. Even those that eventually worked, there was that harsh, stinky feeling. Gladskin is very soothing. Don't wait to try Gladskin. They are offering my listeners 15% off plus free shipping on your first order at gladskin.com slash velvet. That's gladskin.com slash velvet for 15% off plus free shipping. Gladskin.com slash velvet. And what is your, I, I feel like I've asked you this, but do you believe, and this is a two-part question. Do you yes. think Erica did know about his, like all these Ponzi schemes that he was running? And two, do you think we'll ever find out if she really did? I think we'll never find out. No, I stand by what I said. I don't think, I stand by what I said. I don't think she know. And then I think she knew. I think that Again, if you are making like whatever salary, if your husband is an accountant or a fireman or even a doctor, anything with like a salary, I just think you, you, you know, if someone's making $190,000 or two fifty dollars or whatever it is, even $500,000, and then you're all of a sudden on private planes, you're like, these numbers don't add up. I mean, when she met him as a cocktail waitress, um, uh, he already had a ton of money. So I think like, whether it's, you know, $10 million, 90 million, it's like you lose sight of it. And I don't think she knew personally. I don't, I think that then he called her in and sat her down and said, you know, I'm going to be caught. And this is the long table with the dark lights. And I think he set this plan in motion. And I do think that she loved him. And before our very eyes, she's been mourning the loss of the, her, her love. And look, there are different types of love. So when someone saves you, I mean, you could be a monster and be like this old guy I have to fuck tonight. Jesus Christ. What is my life? Or guys, I'm just being honest and telling you how the world works, or it could just be like, this person saved me. And yeah, you confuse daddy complex and all this shit in there, but it's like, there is a love. So I do believe he set this plan in motion and yeah, he had affairs and I'm not minimizing any of that. I mean, people are fucked up. People confuse sex and love every day and lots of people are having affairs. And I mean, whether she knew about the affairs and all of that, I don't know, but I think that she loved him and he set this in motion and he was like, I'm going to fall on the sword for you. And this is, I'm, you know, I mean, that's it. And he set her free. That makes her love him even more. And I'm not defending Erica. I'm just, I have no emotion. That is what I believe. No, you're, you're right. I love your take on this. And I, I totally agree with you. And I think it's so, it is Maybe so I'm wrong. No, I think you're 100% correct. And it is so obvious. She still loves him so much. Like even you see it on this season, um, you know, and yeah, she, she does. And I think, you know, and he did make her right. I mean, her dream when she moved to Los Angeles and, you know, her son was being raised by 
you know, her mother or, you know, uh, she wanted to be a star. And I mean, Tom made her a star like Tom, you know, I think Tom was also I think Tom wasn't just stealing for Eric. I think Tom also had a extremely lavish lifestyle, you know, having affairs. I, I think Tom wanted to live the high, high life, which what I never understand is, you know, his settlement alone from the Aaron Brockovich case was something like he got personally 15 million, 20 million. I mean, if you had just invested that, she could have still been on Housewives and, you know, I mean, you still could have. Now, would you have owned two planes? Of course not. You know, but you still could have flown private. You you have enough money. You could have chartered some private planes for her on the show. But Tom clearly, you know, was is probably a complete fucking narcissist. I mean, from what you read about these articles, I mean, narcissist, full of shit, you know, absolute schemer, um, believed his own BS, thought he was God, you know. But I do think, to go back, Erica really loved him because I think he gave Erica the career, the life, everything. She, you know, she, she was living the Hollywood dream there for a while. I mean. Yes, 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 and yes to all of that. And, you know, also- Look, I mean, again, I mean, I'm not saying let's have a sympathy party for Erica Jane because I mean, but I said it before. I understand. I've said it with Kim on Patreon. I understand her point of view. If you truly didn't know, it's like, I'm not giving you anything back. Now, you could have sympathy. You could be you know, I mean, legally, I don't think you can do a lot when you're trying to prove innocence. In you. But I mean, I think maybe what it's all, you could at least, there's fundraisers. Like, it's just, I still think the delivery is not right, but I do understand it. And I also understand, I think, look, you're having lots of sex, you're drinking too much, there's pills. Like, you are numbing the pain of a life changed, of, of a loss of a love, which is ripped out from under you. And I do believe that when, you know, she adhered to him so much that when he said, you know, we have 48 hours left together or whatever, I mean, it's, 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 it's a life. I mean, again, there's no, I'm not, I just, I I understand the pain. And so that's all, that's all I'm saying is like, love her, hate her. She ain't being fired from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Zero. I'm going to put a zero next to that percent chance. And yeah, I mean, it is sick in that. There's no way you could say Tom did this just all for for her, right? It was a god complex. No, he's, and, yeah. Oh my god. And to mind you, you, of lying to these people. I mean, burn victims, plane victims, um, it's sick. you know, it's car really accident victims. Sick. For it what? is so sick. Sick. You don't need. I mean, listen, and let's not forget Brandy Glanville. Let's not forget Kim Richards. You don't need the planes for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You need a lot but you don't need the $250 million Diana has. You could easily get on this show. They could have easily, he's the fact that it was Tom Girardi from, you know, Aaron Brockovich. She was a famous lawyer. She would have gotten on. She's perfect. So you didn't need all this. So give me a break. I no, exactly. That's why I think he's so sick. And um, I don't know, you know, they allege he has Alzheimer's now, but I doubt it. I think he's probably a terrific, terrific actor, but I don't know. I mean, to be admitted to, I think he lives here in a home in, you know, Los Angeles that is for dementia, memory loss patients. So I don't know, maybe he's a really good actor. Nothing would shock me with somebody who lies like that because they're not even on the same planet 
conscious wise that we are, you know, they don't have a conscience like we do. So I, I wouldn't put anything past him. I think it's just, it's always interesting how people are portrayed on the show because he's portrayed like this, just charming, wonderful, you know, elite LA lawyer. He's fabulous, all these things. And it's like, it couldn't be further from the fucking truth. And I mean, to your point, I need to know all the details and I'm just speaking in general. I find it interesting that this article, which you just mentioned, talks about like Trisha Bigelow hands everything over and turns it all over. I mean, that is the difference. Like, how is she this judge that you just mentioned? You said it said that she turned everything over, everything that he gave her. I mean, I assume she didn't have to. I mean, the same way Erica doesn't have to. So there you go, people. There's, there's, there's the difference. Whether okay, I mean, you knew or didn't know. I, I understand it. I understand if this was my life forever, and I would kind of be like, I'm. What does this have to do with me? This was the life. This was the job I had. This was my job. But. I mean, there you go. If Trisha truly turned this over, I mean, I doubt she was ordered to. There lies the difference. This is why the world hates Erica, Ms. Pretty Mass Jane. There you go. I rest my case. Um, What else did I want to say? And the only other thing, you know, again, this is not a sympathy for Erica thing, but just imagine your life now. Like, how do you trust? How do you trust any humans, men? It, it just go out and have a bunch of sex, girl, and have fun. Because how are you ever going to date again? Like, if you're not in therapy, I mean, imagine like the, 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 the person that's your protector and savior now, like, has done this. I mean, again, it's not, this is my, I think kidding. she will. What a life, man. No wonder well, why she's so hard and calculated. You kind of got to put on the suit of armor to get through this life now. Oh, my God. One hundred percent. I see. I think she I think she will love again for the right amount of money. You know, I mean, I think, well, you know, yeah. like I loved the rumors when, you know, Erica was allegedly seeing Scooter Braun, you know, who's, of course, now getting divorced and Scooter Braun has two or three kids. And of course, we know very famous Scooter Braun manages Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber. But I'm like, oh, that's the type of guy. I mean, Scooter's like younger, you know, I, but I'm like, that's the type of man. Like, And I don't know. I see Erica going on. I see her landing on top. I, I, well, I think it can go one of two ways. I think in a year we could be hiring her to co-host with us and paying her, you know, a thousand dollars a week because she, money's bad. Done. I see that. Or I see her landing a scooter bra and like, she comes out even more on top. It kind of goes one or two ways with these women. You know, I mean, here's the thing when you have rich friends and you're insulated, I mean, I'm here in the Hamptons for the summer. It's it's Beverly Hills is the same thing. It's an insulated, you know, uh, you know, you're going to meet someone through Diana. Dorit seems to want to fix up Garcelle 24 seven. I imagine someone is going to have some money for her. I hope you all had a good summer, but you know what? Summer's over and now it's time to get serious about feeling good. And how can you feel good without Dane products? The Eva, the Eva is one of their most popular products. Let's be honest. Sex is better when everybody is enjoying themselves. It's a hands-free vibrator for couples. It boosts your pleasure and connection all with a little toy that won't get in the way. Now, if you're not in a relationship and you don't have anyone, hello, just like me, you can use the Palm. The Palm is a versatile vibrator from Dane Products. It's super bendy. I mean, hello, you guys getting turned on just by me talking. But honestly, the Palm is great if you're alone. You hold it in the palm of your hand. The Eva is great if you're in a couple. 
There's the fin. It's a finger vibrator. They have sex oils and lubes. You know what the best part is? Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. You go to dameproducts.com, you enter the code VELVETROPE, and you get 15% off. That's right, the Palm, the Eva, the Lube, the sex oils, 15% off. Go to Dame Products and enter code VELVETROPE. All right, so there's some good news and there's some bad news here today. Now, the good news is if you're listening to this, you are alive, but there is bad news. The bad news is you probably don't have life insurance. I certainly didn't, and that's why you need Ethos. Now, I looked into some other companies, I you knew the option of getting life insurance, and it was so confusing and it was outdated in this huge application process. I was like, I have no time to deal with this today. And I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off until one day I discovered Ethos. With Ethos, you can get life insurance in 10 minutes for as little as $10 a month. They have no medical exams, which I love. There's just a few easy health questions and very competitive rates from top rated carriers. So basically what I'm saying is it's affordable and convenient. Do you know that every year you wait, life insurance premiums increase by 8 to 10%? Get a free personalized quote at ethoslife.com slash velvet. That's spelled E-T-H-O-S life.com slash velvet. Go to ethoslife.com slash velvet to get your free life insurance quote today. Ethos Technologies Inc. operates in California as Ethos Life Insurance Services. Not available in all states in prices subject to underwriting and certain health questions. Um, Switching gears to another Housewives franchise oh. show, I need to issue an apology. What? You love when I... Rarity. You love when I apologize, although it's becoming a regular thing, apparently. Um, Not apologizing to Melon Ball, even though I did apologize to um, Jill Zarin. I need to apologize to uh, Sheree Whitfield, Candy Burris, Drew Sedora, Sanya Richards-Ross, Kenya Moore, Marlo Hampton. I need to apologize to the girls of Atlanta. I, I, I honestly need to apologize because (laughs) as I drag my fake cigarette yes go on I I see you with the fake cigarettes um I just you know we sat here we were talking about shows you know I say I don't watch shows unless someone's coming on that's when I catch up I just had someone we have someone coming up from Atlanta guys so I really sat here and you know was talking about how it's an off season I still do think it's an off season for Atlanta the ratings have gone back up but it's gotten, I, it got better. Like the last, I'm almost caught up. I mean, the last maybe in real time, five episodes, Kenya is like hilarious. It's gotten lighthearted and funny. I still do understand the debate of is Marvel carrying the season or is she just throwing everything under the kitchen sink? But I ended up being like, listen, because this is all stars, because it's Atlanta, because it was once the highest rated. I mean, that's not really right to expect more from it. And when all is said and done, I do think they need to change up the cast, but I do think that this was a great season and I give the MVP. I always give the MVP to Kenya because I'm biased. I love Kenya, but Sheree is a close second. It ended with that. She by Sheree, honey. We waited 14 years for that fucking fashion show. Did you see the people there? People went fucking crazy. 
I mean, it is legendary, right? I mean, I can't think of anything bigger except for if Sonia Morgan was to actually release the toaster. You know, I mean, it was such a moment. Um, we have waited years. I mean, we've been hearing so much about She by Sheree forever and ever. And I mean, of course, you know, she's getting trolled mercilessly on, you know, social media for one of the jumps or the the track suits or workout outfits that she has on. Um Okay, that's interesting for you to say. All right. I mean, I, you know, and I, I kind of jumped on the bandwagon with you. I haven't watched. I've been here or there with this season. Um, but I'll jump back on and finish because Sheree is truly a legend. Like she is one of a kind. And like, how was, I haven't watched the season finale. Like how was she by Sheree? Like everyone was there. Everyone was excited. I mean, well, first of all, and I had Sheree on the podcast this season and Candy and Marla. I mean, I said to her, are we ever going to see she by Sheree? I mean, look, Sheree has, again, Kenya turned so lighthearted and so funny this season. I mean, these girls even read me during our interviews. It was like, I got read by Marlo. I got read by Sheree. I was like, this is heaven. This is literally heaven. But like she, I mean, Sheree opened up that scene that we saw this season with Tyrone, where she waited for him while he was in prison. And then she goes, I mean, she is putting this on national TV. Sheree gave us everything we would want from a housewife, vulnerability, honesty. I mean, she just put it out there and she's back. And so to end with such a, a high, I mean, it's like, it's like I told her it was the most iconic product. Candy said it best on this season. Like, you know, this is like the biggest housewives product because one of the biggest products that wasn't, it finally comes out that episode, the fashion show and people are going crazy in the audience. You could feel the energy. Kenya's standing up. She's attracted to one of the models. We have Apollo Nida walking. It's like, it's so, so everyone's happy. She has this win. It's good for Sheree. I mean, look, she, I don't know what takes you 14 years, honey. Cause you know how I run a business over here. I don't even want to hear about 14 days. He- heads are going to fucking roll, but Boy, don't I know I, I get the emails. I mean, <laughs> come on, Sarah, wake up. I know you Who have a child. Who are we suing this week? Yeah. Right. Like you got the child, the husband. That's great. This, this velvet rope is moving, honey. The train is like, you got to jump on here. Yes. Um. So no, I mean, it ended great for Sheree. I think it was a great ending. I mean, so then the website crashed just because, I mean, like I predicted, like she predicted, like Candy predicted, it's the biggest housewives product in history. This is not Ramona Pino Grigio. It's not Teresa Giudice's uh, Fabulini and all this other shit that we'll never hear about again, which is in the housewife's graveyard. This is real. So the, the website crashes because so many people are trying to buy it. And then the jokes start, right? Are we going to have to wait another 15, 14 years to like, I mean, first of all, Sheree, what are you doing, girl? Like if this is sales means money, sh- you know what? Sheree needs to literally fucking go on Shark Tank. I'm not even trying to be funny. <laughs> like she needs to go on. I've had Mr. Wonderful on this show before. She needs to go on Shark Tank and say, hi, I'm Sheree. Um, I have orders because they, Mr. Wonderful, all of them love when they're like, wait, your problem is like supply. Like you have a hundred thousand back orders that you can't fill. Oh, they all get deals. So girl, don't ask for too much. Don't overvalue the company. Sheree needs to go on Shark Tank. This is truly, honestly, she needs to write in. I guarantee you the ABC producers will pick her. This is, but That's the thing- That's a genius move. That's a genius smart. move. Yeah, yeah. I she mean, needs I help. Give her a lot of credit that she's that organized. I'm like- I don't know. I mean, she got trolled so bad over this, you know, Sheen, of course, which is the the very cheap fast fashion site. Very cheap. I mean, 
vary, right? I think you can buy everything there for a dollar. You know, she basically had a very similar design except for the star, she by Sheree, her logo on it. And people were like, you're charging $130 for this. I mean, it is like, I want her to win so badly, but it just seems like either she's really bad at business or she like, to your point has all these great intentions, but the team is terrible. I mean, in 14 years, we should have been working out. I mean, every last damn kink. I mean, this should have been, we should have had press kits out to every single person that's ever breathed. I mean, uh, yeah, yes. And yes. And yes. So now she's being accused. Look, when they show the picture of the jogger next to the sheen one or shine, however you pronounce it, which is, you know, very cheap. And it's something on Amazon. It does look very similar. Now this could just be a bunch of trolls, but like regardless, figure all that out. I mean, is she about to get sued by Sheen, Shine? I don't know, but figure all that out. And if the website crashed because of too many orders, girl, websites, I mean, that happens. You see people on Shark Tank that say, we had 100,000 in sales over seven years. We went on Shark Tank. The next morning, our website crashed and we had $4 million in 48 hours. Okay, well, get the website back up and yeah. working. Barbara Corcoran steps in and says, let me call my IT guy. And the shit's fixed within, I mean, okay. Like you're telling no. me it crashed in their sales and people that want to buy it, girl, forget saying, you know, good morning to Cairo and, you know, forget yeah. Apollo and having it, this work around the clock to get, this is money, girl. Come on. I and I so, love that. Daddy Cohen had a sweatshirt of hers and he gave her love and posted it. And I was like, oh my God, that's like endless sales. You know, I mean, just to not be capitalizing on it. Oh no. And like, to your point, like Rinna took that lip kit shit and she sent it to everyone that was anyone in like the influencer and all the famous people. And I mean, you know, and it, and it, it, I mean, I'm not saying that's the only reason it worked, but it certainly didn't hurt. And that shit is out there. So that's that's the difference between all of this. Um, so true. That's the difference. Um, um, so that's so. I'm listen. I'm like you. I was I'm rooting for her. Um, you know, I'm um, I'm I'm like rooting for her, but it's I'm not. Yeah, but Daddy Cone posted it. So that's the thing. Regardless, I apologize to the Atlanta housewives. Your show was great, and I can't wait for the reunion. I think we talked about it before. I give best dressed of the reunion to uh, Kenya Moore by far, and I I don't even even know if there's a close second. I just think Kenya is so gorgeous. By the way, by the way, um, Dorinda, R-H-O-N-J, you heard that Teresa mentioned that. So Rinza, um, I did tell me this though. I feel like you're always more up to date on the New Jersey stuff. So how did this get mentioned? There's been this rumor, cause I know you and I've talked about this before of Dorinda potentially going to New Jersey and wouldn't that be an interesting switch up? And of course we've seen it with Taylor Armstrong. She's about to do it. So with, um, you know, OC. So what is your thought? You think they are planting the seed for this? I think, listen, they were at an event, like, you know, there's like housewives, celebrity housewives. It was Teresa, Dorinda, and somebody else. I don't know who else, but I mean, somebody, there was three of them. Definitely. I think Dolores, I think it was, yeah, Teresa, Dolores, and Dorinda, you get paid your five to $10,000, you show up, you do your talk, Q&A. I think it came up. 
And I think Teresa was like, yeah, I'm all for this. You know, look, I mean, oh, I don't think it's going to happen. I think, you know, Dorinda is, you know, everyone knows in the world that she lives at Bluestone Manor. She pops into the city a lot, but she's really relocated herself up to there, as Vicky calls it, in the middle of nowhere, Bluestone Manor. So she's not moving to New Jersey. I mean, do I think Dorinda would, you know, rent a condo or something if she got on the show? Yeah. Um, This next season, there was some big announcement. I don't understand. Kim and I have been saying this for weeks. Like, you know, we kind of figured it out. Like, but like Danielle Cabral, one of the newbies is full-time. Rachel Fuda, one of the newbies is full-time. We have Jen Fessler, who's a friend of. We have Jackie Goldschneider, who's a friend of. So, I mean, we're set for this season. It is going to feel like a new era of RHONJ by the end of the show. That's like they said, when you're ready to turn and you have the new cast members, they're not the ones that are necessarily going anywhere if they deliver. And like I heard Jen, um, I heard Danielle really delivers and so does Rachel. So like by the end of it, it's going to feel like we're going to have these two new young 31 and 34 girl, 31. Yeah, yeah. So this is a good, this is fascinating. This has been to your theory that they're trying to go younger. They're trying to go more relatable. you know, supposedly inspirational, although I don't know if that quote really came from the production company or from Bravo. Um, Seems like a huge dig to everybody that has built this franchise, but um, fascinating. Don't you think they're using this as a little bit of a testing ground, seeing how those women test and then how uh, New York could potentially play out? Yeah. Now look, New Jersey and my sources, I've talked to some very reliable people over the weekend. I slow down everybody. Don't expect New Jersey. You want, you know, because like all these Dumois and all this tea that gets spilled. We talk actual facts here. Um, My sources, which are pretty reliable, February. So let's slow down. All these people were DMing me, you know, because this is what I talk about with Kim on the way. You know, are they going to rush out New Jersey? No, no. Just like I said all along, Salt Lake is next. And after Salt Lake, which we're going to talk about in a second, is going to be our girls from Potomac. So Jersey is still slated for February. Could that change? Sure. Right now, I can tell you from a very, and you could read into that any way you want, reliable source, that it is not a cast member, um, that it is going to be February. So look, I think Dorinda would be great on the New Jersey Housewives. I think she would get herself a condo there if she got hired. I don't think it's going to happen. But I mean, I do I think Dorinda Medley could hold her own with, you know, Teresa. And Dorinda loves Teresa. So I bet you she ain't coming for Teresa. She also loves Margaret. Does Teresa does Teresa need backup at this point? I mean, she's got Jennifer. I and mean, Danielle. She has it. Danielle. She has Danielle Cabral. Danielle is so, is in Camp Teresa. You say no. I want it, but okay, keep going. Then I, I will have another question about New Jersey for you. Okay, and then we'll talk about Potomac for a second. Um, well, you know, I, yeah, I, I wanted to know Ask. if you had inside scoop about Margaret Josephs, you know, and Joe uh, passing, not her Joe, you know, the Jan. one that she, Jan, her Jan. ex-husband, Jan Josephs, who kind of suddenly passed away, 74 years old. Um, I don't, I mean, do you know the cause of death? Do you have inside information? This just happened. Um, I mean, I'm reading this statement as of yesterday. It just happens. Yeah. Jan, I say Jan, because that's just what I call him. Um it's funny because I got a text last night from page six being like, could you add anything on this? Like, you know, did you know him? I love that I get calls from like publications that they just know I'm friends with Margaret. First of all, and listen, I got no negative impression from page six. I don't think they were, they're not, I mean, they pushed the limit there, but I don't think they were going to do some smear piece. I think they were just going to do some like tribute piece, but I'm like, listen, a, 
I mean, in no world is there going to be a quote from David Yanta from behind the velvet rope as Margaret's friend about this person who passed away. I'm like, you should probably just contact Margaret. You know how to get in touch with her. If she wants this article out there, she'll give you a quote. You know, but again, I don't think there was any ill intentions, but I'm like, I'm not speaking on this. Are you fucking kidding me? I was like on a social media detox all weekend because there's so much shit going on. Um, So that's kind of when page six, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I went on Instagram and then I texted Margaret and I texted Margaret Sr. You know, listen, I'm not going to say anything on it other than, you know, it's a real loss. I mean, this is like, you know, this like Margaret is like a, example of like a blended family like he was their divorce but he was part of the family so no wait 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 just for everybody and of course i get lost in all this so jan her joe that she's with now she cheated on jan with uh joe right so so jan's the one she cheated on with allegedly it technically i believe she was with jan when she met joe that is correct okay and we've never seen margaret has one biological son right correct with jan I cannot answer any questions on anything, but here's the deal. All right, I read all this. It is truly, well, I'm glad there's, is this the page six article? Well, there you go. this is reality, Burb. And it says that we spoke every day, Joseph's continued, of Jan, the father, this is according to the article, the father of her only child, a son. Jan was an amazing father, grandfather, friend, partner to his girlfriend. He loved everyone unconditionally. He loved Motown. So I just have never seen Margaret's son. And I always hear about the stepkids that she's no longer close with. So I was like, wait a minute. She has a well, biological son. That's what I think. Yes. Jennifer says all this stuff. Um, Yeah. I mean, listen, it's a loss. I mean, when someone, whether you're married to them or not passes, right. And there are, you know, first of all, if you were married to someone, like it's just, it's, it's tough. So it's you just reminded me I need to send something over there today. Okay. Well, anyway, I this. there you go. Can but you know. she posted and it's like, listen, 2021 was not the best year. 2020 was a miserable fucking year. And now we have 2022, which has been a better year, but I so many people I know are just going through it this year. Um, uh, like really. Yeah. Um So that's now let's talk about Potomac because that is, you know, I don't know when, but like I've been saying, um, Potomac is back after Salt Lake. So Salt Lake is the 27th of September. We have Potomac. I, I mean, I don't know for sure about this one. I checked some sources. I think Potomac is going to be like, no, October. Oh my God. And can you even wait? Same cast. Ah, although I hear our girl, Katie Rost is going to make more appearances, which is very fascinating to me because I thought she was excommunicated for mental health reasons, but they allege in the blogs, she's coming back. And so is Sharice Jordan. Um, that, and you guys all remember, but it's coming back, coming back. Like here are the official friends. I think it's like you appear in the scene and now each of these respective ladies are going to do as much press around this as possible. No, no, no shade girls, Um, you know, to try to get their names out there or whatever. But I read the same thing that they are going to be a part of it, at least in scenes. I'm shocked about Katie as well. I'll be honest. Did you see that thing about Sharice that like, 
you know, here's the thing, like just, oh, you know how I feel about thirst. You know how I feel about thirst. So the thing I read about Charisse, and I don't know if this is true because I haven't confirmed it, is that she comes in gun blazing, guns are blazing for the Grand Dame. And the Grand Dame is just like, yeah, sweetie, like, good luck. Like, it, this is a one-sided feud is what I read between Charisse and the Grand Dame. And it implied to me that Charisse is trying for her camera time. I mean, I, you know, I give Sharice credit. I am sh- surprised how much Sharice has continued to appear on that show with them. I really am because I'm trying to think of any memorable moments or scenes with Sharice. I mean, truly the last thing I remember was when she was on whatever season one or season two and she had the champagne closet or something like that to me was the most memorable thing. And Sharice has been on my podcast. She's very, very nice. I did a lot live podcast show in Washington, D.C. several years ago at D.C. Improv. She was another one, like Ashley Darby, one of the first people to give me a chance to come on my live show. We sold tickets, the whole deal. So she was pretty amazing. Um, But I'm just... I'm fascinated how she keeps showing up because I don't see how she kind of pushes the storyline forward or has these like memorable moments, but maybe I'm completely wrong. I just think Bravo is on this thing of like, you know, nostalgia at its best. I mean, and when we get to franchises, like same thing with Dallas, if Dallas were still on, when we get to like a Dallas or a Potomac, like, you know, as Giselle has pointed out many times when she's been on this podcast, like, we have a mostly OG show or even like you throw in Candy Gal. Candy Gal has been there for, you know, like it's, it's, we don't have as many changes in Potomac, which it's neither good nor bad. It's just a fact. So if you want to go for nostalgia, you got to go for the OG like Charisse or Miss Katie Roast. It's, oh, I it's, love it. Right. Love it. It's, it's good. And by the way, I mean, just going back to the Dorinda thing for a second, I don't think it's going to happen, but like, you know, this Taylor thing does open the floodgates. I don't think they're going to be wide open. I still think Cynthia Bailey on Beverly Hills makes the most sense to me out of anything else that comes to the top of my mind. Dorinda on New Jersey, just it, it makes so much sense and it doesn't make sense at all to me. Like Dorinda wouldn't just blend. I mean, she's Dorinda. And I mean that as a compliment, you know what I mean? Like we have Tardesia, we don't need, you know, Cynthia Bailey, you know, people say boring, blah, 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 but she blends. She does the job of a housewife. Like she would come in and I think she would speak up, but she would at least blend and get to know the women. You can't really predict how that would work if Cynthia was on there. Dorinda would overpower a hell of a lot of people. And that's great. I just don't think that's what they're looking for at this juncture. That's my honest opinion. All right. Well, next episode, I will share with you, I think, my thoughts on why the RHOP cast has been kept intact, why there have been no changes. But I'll share that with you later. We got to go. We got to go. We got to talk about that. We have to talk about so much Raquel Levis and Garcel. We got a lot to talk about. So listen. Go back to work, do a little bit. You can bo- you can follow me, you know, at David Yontef, at Behind Velvet Rope. What about you? At the Sarah Frazier Show on TikTok, all social media. And I put out new episodes seven days a week, Sarah Frazier Show podcast. Excellent. Our next episode is coming soon. Love you much. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, 
feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.